Welcome to Interviews, hosted by Randy Goodman, Harvey Callis Real Estate, your real estate professional. Get to know our community, our businesses, products, and services that will elevate your life. Please welcome your hostess, Randy Goodman. Everybody, it's Randy Goodman here from Harvey Callis Real Estate, and I am super excited to have my good friend Odette Peak here with me today. She is a soul story strategist. Try saying that three times fast, and <laughs> and I'm just so excited to have you here. Hi, Odette. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I am awesome and super excited to have you here. So first, tell us a little bit about who's Odette. Who's Odette? Oh dear, that is such a that's a loaded question, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So. It's interesting. Um, with COVID, I feel like I have done a re-pivot, a, re a reinvention, which has been a beautiful experience. But I really help, I help, I work with entrepreneurs. So I'm a business coach helping entrepreneurs uncover what their soul story is and teaching them how to share it with the world through the power of speaking. Mm -hmm. And before COVID, it was to speak on stage and write, you know, their own events on, um, in the real world. Now I'm really focusing on how to still grow your business using speaking, um, with the online tools that we all have because um, everybody's online. So we need yes. to be too. Absolutely. I agree with that. So is this something that you always did or give us a little background and transition? What's your story? Yeah. Well, our, our, it's funny. Our paths are kind of crossing in, in a way. Um, and I'll, I'll share that story in a minute, but um, I've been coaching since 2011. God, that's a long time. Uh, time is starting to fly. And I started off coaching, just doing your generalized business, um, mindset, marketing, and money coaching, just all the strategies that you need to start a business, grow a business, and take it to multiple six, mm -hmm. uh, six figures and up. Um, and it's been, it's been a, you know, a wild ride. I wasn't on social media prior to that. I had email, but I wasn't on any social media platform. I don't know how many there were, but I did not want to go on Facebook. <laughs> and it was a huge mental thing. Um, because I started my first business in 1993, um, selling to real, the real estate market, wow. you know, a little bit about that. And it was great. It was a crazy idea that we had and, um, you know, everything going against us in that I was young. I didn't know what I was doing. It was in a recession. Um, I was 27, never built a business, never even held down a job properly because I kept getting fired. And... <laughs> It was terrible. And there is hope for you guys. <laughs> that's right. And I'm like, okay, it literally was, it was a leap of faith. I thought I'm just going to start this business and chickened out the first time. And then I went and got a job as a sales rep for a pure later courier, got fired three months later and went, okay, this is dumb. Just start this damn business, would you? And so I started uh, selling a service to the real estate market, which was just floor plans um, for feature sheets and all that kind of stuff. And there was no internet. And it was one of my most amazing and best clients was Harvey Callis, was wow. Michael Callis and um, Elise Callis. So wow. <laughs> yeah, it's now, it's funny that now you're working with them. Beautiful, beautiful people. Um, and they've been really, really helpful. I still have all the gifts that they gave us when we, uh, when, when we had our kids. So that's really? so cute. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So built that business and for, you know, for 10 years and decided that it was not passionate, um, passionate enough for me. Didn't even know what that meant actually. Mm -hmm. And I sold it to my husband, who is now my ex-husband. Right. And uh, that's about five years after that, I embarked on a journey to start coaching because I thought I was working for the government, 
which how do you go from entrepreneur to government? It, it just doesn't <laughs> really work. Um, and transition. <laughs> I, it is. Yeah. I actually got laid off because they had closed a, down one of the programs. Okay. So, but <clears throat> I ended up using that last year work. I went from full-time to part-time to build my business. I, I wanted to, I knew what I wanted to do, which was entrepreneurial something. And I thought, what do I know best? Well, all I got right now is I can build businesses. So became a coach. And I remember that day sitting there talking to my significant other at the time going, you know what? I think I'm going to be a coach. And he looks at me and goes, because he's a Tim Horton store owner. He goes, a coach. Like, what, what, what do you know about being coach, uh, do, be coaching? I'm like, right. I don't know, but I think that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it was because I couldn't think of anything else to do. I hate right. to say really it was like I don't know anything else um and uh and there yeah that year was just trying to figure out what the hell I needed to do to build a coaching business so, I love that I yeah. love that and then you know I, I always say this but I love hearing people's transitions you know like where you know what did they think they were going to do in their life and then what did they actually end up doing and watching that transition of you know one thing led to another and you know you just yep happen to do whatever you do today because of all these circumstances so I yeah. love hearing that and part of your thing is story and mm -hmm. knowing those stories and uh, you know so I love that and I love how you pull that out of people so tell us a little bit more about the details of how do you actually help people in businesses because yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of businesses out there right now Odette that are thinking you know, I need to scale up. I'm kind of stuck where I am. I don't know how to go forward. And, and regardless what kind of business they're in, brick and mortar, yeah. stay at home. I mean, there's so many different variations. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. So when I, how I built that first business um, was through speaking and I didn't know it at the time. I knew it about when I started coaching around three years into coaching, I was like, Okay, how did I build that business? What was it that was, uh, you know, the thing, the hook? And it was, it was office presentations. So I literally, literally ran around all of GTA after phoning everybody because you had to call people back then and asking if I could do a five to 10 minute session meeting at your lunch and learns or your, whatever, your lunch meetings. Right. And I would drag my easel. So I had these easels with the floor plans, the whole bit big, the whole bit and set up my little thing Had five to 10 minutes got the hell off stage because you, you real estate agents, oh my God, you're either so busy or impatient. I don't know, but you're like, okay, we're done with you. <laughs> um, and that's how I built, essentially is how we, we got the, uh, the, the traction going. And so when I started coaching, I never told people my story. Now, I never, I, for some reason, I never told people that I had a business prior to that, which I don't understand why I did that, didn't do that. Right. And but when I started coaching, I have, uh, I had a really, it was a really tough first year where my relationship ended the one I was in blended family. It completely fell apart. And both of my parents um, got sick, broke a hip and, and passed away within a couple of months of each other. Wow, and I had developed this acute paralysis because of the stress mm -hmm. and for you massage type people, it's thoracic outlet syndrome, which pinched nerves in, in my neck, but it was wow. affecting both sides of my neck right. on, on both sides. And I literally couldn't move. And so that's, that was my first couple of months in my business. I'm like, how am I going to do this? I, no one's going to hire me. Right. And so it was do or die basically. Mm -hmm. And 
that was a really traumatic, probably the most rock bottom moment, uh, moments, moments in my life that wow. something came up. I don't know. I remember just sitting on the couch and having like that come to Jesus moment. And it was like, I got to start sharing my story. I got to be vulnerable with people and I've got to be open because mm -hmm. who wants to be vulnerable really? So I just started sharing my story and um, people were now resonating. I was letting the guard down mm -hmm. because when you have trauma in your life, you walk around with walls up, right? And yeah. because it's a protection mechanism. Yeah. And, but you know, people don't get to, to know you. And so when I was working in the eighties as a, as a sales rep mm -hmm. in the nineties, people didn't want to hear your story. It was all about how great you were. So it was really more ego-based marketing. Mm -hmm. And Somehow, I don't know, I've heard all about the story stuff. I thought, okay, well, it's time I, I start sharing and just start being open. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I started doing and started to see the results. And people um, were relating to, to my story. They were like, oh, I've been there. I've done that. I'm like, really? And did <laughs> you think you're the only one? Right. And then a few years after that, I really realized that the number one marketing tool for a business is your story. It doesn't matter, like you said, if you're bricks and mortar or whatever. I mean, you know, uh, Google has a story. Apple has a story. Mm -hmm. So you've got to share your story. And, but you need to do it in a way that captivates and motivates people and inspires people, mm -hmm. entertains people. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you have to have a marketing message within that story, within the talk that you write. Right. So, I mean, you know, you've heard people tell their story and it can be, a real sob story. I've heard them all. They're sob stories. And then the audience is like, Ooh, it's a bit yicky. Yeah. Or they're like angry about the story. I had this one right. lady speaking about her ex-husband and, and she was just slamming him. I'm like, right. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed That's to do that. That's what this platform's for. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, um, so when you have a story that um, is a, uh, your story is someone else's is solution. Mm -hmm. So people want to have their pain or their challenges solved and they need to buy into you first. And story is a great way to have people buy into you, yes. know, like, and trust you and all of that stuff. Yep. And yep. then you need to have a message. What is that message? What is the learning that you got from your story, from your pain and challenge? And what's the solution? Right. And that's what people need to hear. And when you're mm -hmm. speaking, whether it's speaking on a Facebook live or, or like this or on stage or whatever, or even let's call it, even blogging is some version of speaking because it's your written version right, right. Um, that you can make an audio. It's you, you have to take people on a journey. Mm -hmm. It's that emotional journey, intellectual journey, and then a call to action to move people from the, the pain and, and stuckness that they're in into, into that next place for them, that next right. step. Right. And it, it's so true. Like, uh, you know, how do people, um, you know, get to know you or want to work with you, you know, using real estate, for an example, there's 55,000 yeah. real estate agents in Toronto, not all active, of course, but there's, yeah. you know, there's that many, how many coaches are in this world that you can <laughs> access, right? Like yeah. must be way more than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So how do you set yourself apart? Well, nobody has the same story. You could have similar things crossover, you know, similar experiences, but yeah. nobody has it the same way. They don't have the same uh, percept or, or um, what's the word? I'm perspective. Perspective. Yes. Thank you. Uh, you know, that someone else has, and we can learn so much from each other yeah. and get to know each other by sharing. And I know, like you said, some people want to, you know, just hold it in or they're too afraid to share it or they don't want to be judged or, you know, they, mm -hmm. they've got all kinds of, 
thoughts going through their head about why they don't want to share it. But the reality is that when you do share it, you have no clue how many people you're resonating with, how many people are oh, being yeah. inspired by you and motivated yeah. by you. And, you know, so I, I love the concept. I mean, I've been doing it for years through book writing and publishing as well. So I'm totally on board with what you're saying, but it, gets you to set yourself apart from the rest. So, mm -hmm. and, and you've done that. I mean, I've watched your transition yeah. you know, that, you know, and you were talking about having your wall up. You could actually see that, right? Oh, yeah. um, you know, when people are like that, believe it or not, and for those of you who are like that, other people can see it, you know, they, they can see through that. So, and yeah. watching your transition, just to talk about you for a second, is just such a beautiful thing. You watching you over the years, um, transform. I mean, you were an amazing business coach even back then. You were again, having huge success, helping so many people. But then to watch your own personal transition of what you're going through and your involvement into who you are today, and I know it's a continual process. It doesn't just yeah. have a start and an end. But you know, watching you go through that was just incredible and you know watching your self-discovery and whatnot but then you get to take those things and yeah. put them into your business and help your clients even more so watching your transition um you know like you said you were you started off being the regular basic business coach basically right yeah. and then you transitioned to so many deeper levels and you just keep getting deeper and deeper and now you get to help your clients in that way so yeah. uh, you know i don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit yeah no absolutely so the <laughs> so i grew up with you know immigrant parents like so many of us um you know they started a business or they ran a business for their, their um as their career and you know the right. start came to canada with ten dollars in their pocket that kind of thing so the message that i got from living with my parents that were like that and my parents were successful entrepreneurs right. and they said it's you know it to them and i totally get this it's all about the money is that you you know we've come from absolutely nothing we've created so much and it is about the money. So if you're going to go into business, it has to be all about the money. Right. And so that was the message that I had. Now I never cared about money. I never, I was never, it wasn't really my motivator until actually uh, with my first business, it was, it was about the money, but then it was really about the journey as well. Cause I didn't know to be honest with you quite what I was doing. Right. And then it started to become all about the money. And that's when it started to get kind of yucky for me but I didn't realize that. So after I sold it, I floundered for about five years. I went back to school for social work and because I love, I have this passion for helping people. Mm -hmm. And I, did, I studied social work and gerontology because I thought I would own a retirement home. So I really was, or, or a palliative care place. That's what I was really excited to do. And it didn't work out. I found myself back in a job because it was like, I gotta, you know, I gotta make money because now I'm on my own. So I got divorced. And then I had a period of about five years on, on my own with the kids before I had a blended family relationship. And, but it was, and then with all of what happened in that first year of business, things really did shift for me. In fact, it made me harder because then it was like, it really is all about the money because it's all up to me. Right. And so the, I was really, I started that business just based in pure fear, uh, terror actually of how I was going to do this. 
right. um, and fear of fear, failure, you know, all the other stuff, right? right? And because I was sick and I couldn't move, I was paralyzed for 18 months. Wow. And I was like, how the hell am I going to do this? My kids were in grade seven and nine at the time, mm-hmm. but did what I needed to do. And, but I could only do it with my nose to the grindstone, as they say. Right. I, I, the, the thought of looking, looking, you know, get, coming up for air was not a possibility. I was in the utmost of survival mode and for no, re- no reason except for fear because I had money, um, you know, not someone had a lot of it, but I had money saved. I had bought a house and everything was, you know, I was okay. And, but I didn't see myself as okay because I was always worried about the next day, what happens if. Right. So I had, I remember I got to this point, total burnout. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people would know that what that feels like. And it shows up in many different ways. And for me, I remember flopping down on my couch in the living room going, what the fuck am I doing? I can't continue this way. I was, I was exhausted, um, unhappy. And I thought, I just want to work at Starbucks. It was just fleeting. Right. It's like, and you know what? I commend those that work at Starbucks. If you've ever seen them, like that's a tough job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, so I had this deep con- disconnection between my heart and my head, not knowing it at the time. And I just felt so disconnected. And that's when things started to crumble around me, my insides. Yeah. And I started to develop and understand that there was a, I'm going to use the word spiritual because back then I didn't even know what it was called. I just didn't feel right on the inside. Right. I felt like I had emotional cancer. Mm. And just start, I hired a coach to help me heal because I was so wounded and so broken right. and I started to heal. And in the healing, I realized there's more to me. There's more to life than the external. Mm-hmm. So however that process went, it took probably a lot longer than I had anticipated. It, you know, I wish I'd, you know, like we all want to get out of our shit yep. faster than, than you know, we want. Um, but I was still resistant. Mm-hmm. And then I just started to get more and more deep into not weird woo-woo spirituality, but just into, into my heart. Mm-hmm. And that's when things started to change for me. And that's when I started to share my story. And that's when I started to see different results. And, but I really had to heal a lot of my past. Right. And like my dad was an alcoholic and my mom was the enabler. You know, it was your typical, uh, what's that? Uh, all of the family. That was my family. Edith and Archie Bunker. Right. I, I shit you not, I kid you not. And so I don't know if Archie Bunker was an alcoholic or not, but he was not a nice guy. And that was my family. And so I had to heal from that. Mm-hmm. And then I had to heal from the trauma of both of my parents dying, relationship ending and all that kind of stuff. Right. And I'm still on that healing journey because it never ends. It would be really nice to have a reprieve from it for a while. Um, but uh, I started to teach people to, to share their story, teach them how to speak. And then now I really focus on alignment that are you in alignment with your business alignment being your head, your heart, your feet, your soul, all of it. And I have, um, you know, uh, another angle of my business or what do you call it? Arm of my business called spiritual Alliance is how to get connected. Um, hundred percent in alignment with what you truly deeply want. Mm-hmm. And most people in this world don't do that. They build a business or, or have a seen a job because of what they think they should do or have to do. Uh, for safety and security. And I get it. I was there. Mm-hmm. But um, for me, I'd rather have less money and be really content and happy on the inside right. than have all these big things that, because there's a responsibility. Yeah. yeah. 
So. Totally. totally. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's a good life lesson for everybody out there as well to yeah. you know, really start to dive deeper into yourself and live your true happiness. I know people tend to just go from thing to thing they're doing 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 and not really you know looking inside and they have their routine just go from one thing to the other mm -hmm. but not really taking time to appreciate you know and yeah. uh enjoy so it's a great message and anybody out there who you know wants to make a difference in their life definitely reach out to a debt so tell us um like I know you believe in giving back, <clears throat> whether it's uh, volunteering or charitable or work or whatnot. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think that a lot of people are um, in this world are all about what can I get? And it's not even so much take, but what can I get? Mm -hmm. And the, we're all out there getting things whether it's right, like, you know, call them the weekend warriors. So people that have a job, they work nine to five and the weekends are all for getting stuff. Like they're going to go get drunk. They're going to go, right. <laughs> and you live your life for the weekends and you live your life to go and get things and accumulate things. All right. One of the things that I've learned during this COVID time is I, like I had just gotten back from Costa Rica because I was putting together my retreat in Costa Rica and it was, all set to go. Like I went and I booked the place and I checked it out and I was just in Costa Rica. I just love Costa Rica. So that's my plan to move there. Um, and they don't have a lot there. And so whenever, every time I go, I, it brings me back to, uh, it gives my head a shake, it gives me back to reality that you don't need a lot of things to be really, truly deeply happy. And I've heard it before from all the coaches out there, you know, happy money doesn't buy you happiness, but it buys the things that make you happy. I right. get that. Right. <laughs> you know, the jet skis or the boat or the car or whatever. <laughs> but when you strip all of that away, who are you? Mm -hmm. right? What's left? Right. And so um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so COVID, um, when I, I got back at the end of uh, March and I was isolated for you know, obviously the, the 14 days, I got super sick about six weeks and I was living alone because my kids had just moved out and I was supposed to move with them, but I, I couldn't because of COVID and all right. sorts of stuff. So um, I had nothing except my bed, a table and a couch because yep. they'd taken everything, right? Which was fine. That was the plan. But I was literally stripped down to nothing. I couldn't go out. And, and I was like, wow, this is really kind of cool. I don't need anything. I really mm -hmm. don't need anything mm -hmm. except I, I need to feel a certain way. Right. So, um, I saw your cat who's on your <laughs> really big mantle or not mantle, chest, whatever you call it. Yeah. Um, so it's brought me back to that reality of, um, and then, sorry. And then with people who are like going out to get all that toilet paper, you know, they're, they're, right. they're trying to save themselves, but not even thinking about the other people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, that's been a real eye opener. I'm like, how much toilet paper do you really need? Like we never had toilet paper, you know, thousands of years ago. What'd they use? Go grab a leaf. You know, you're good. Bite <laughs> your hand or whatever. Gather leaves now. <laughs> right. Um, so um, what I like to do is I do a lot of giving back um, to different charities. And one of them, as you know, you know, with um, Antelopus is the million dollar smiles. Um, built a couple of, um, 
play sets with my, with my daughter. I still, I love that. I love those moments of giving back. So her charity, it was a real eye opener for me because here are families that are experiencing the most tragic thing is having a sick child mm -hmm. or a child that's, you know, potentially going to pass away. I, I could not imagine. Mm -hmm. And it really brought me to, you know, brings you to your knees in a way that you go, I have all of this. I got all of this. My kids are healthy, mm -hmm. but these poor families aren't. And that started to open up my eyes and my kids' eyes as well. Mm -hmm. So when, when I do go to Costa Rica, for instance, I take what I can and I give it away, <clears throat> you know, um, and it's all about giving your time giving your, giving your, your time or your money. Like, you know, I know this sounds, I don't know when you, when you go to the checkout counter at the LCBO or the grocery store, do you want to donate $5? I'm not judging the people that say no. I'm mm -hmm. like, fuck it's five bucks. Mm -hmm. And I, it's just like, what can you do? Even if the smallest amount that you can not think of yourself and mm -hmm. think of how somebody else might be in need. Mm -hmm. And yes, it means parting with something, which is usually money or time or energy or whatever. But right. it comes back tenfold. Mm -hmm. And this world is in, you know, we're in a reset mode, whatever's happening yep. with the world. And it's a great opportunity to take a look at how's your neighbor doing? Mm -hmm. you know, do they need help? And it's amazing to see the people that are stepping up to the plate. Mm -hmm. um, but what small, simple thing you can do, it will absolutely make, make a difference. I love that message. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So... If people um, actually first give us like, I know you've been giving us a ton of value here. Are there any tips or suggestions you have for everybody before we sign off? Um, yeah, I think, you know, you have to get, you got to sit quiet and okay. You know what? I'm, I, I, I feel a little bit hypocritical about this because damn Netflix, <laughs> whenever I, <laughs> I never used to watch TV. Netflix, whatever. I'm, I'm hooked on a show. And it's like, my kids laugh at me because I don't just sit and watch Netflix. Like, oh, I will multitask with it. Right. Like yeah. I walk around with my computer and <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but find quiet time and you have to have quiet time to go inward, to take a look at what is it that you really want? Mm -hmm. Are you really truly and deeply happy? And you have to be so brutally honest with yourself. Um, you know, one of the meditations that I've created is, um, it's actually a great one. Happy to share it with everybody. It's having a conversation with your future self. Mm. So I guide people through getting, you know, coming, um, into contact with your future self. What is that dialogue? And then walking away from that, right. that conversation. It's, you know, if you don't take the time to sit, sit still, mm -hmm. stop getting, just go inward and you know, ask yourself a couple of questions. So am I doing what I really want to be doing with work? Am I really happy in this relationship? Mm -hmm. Am I more concerned about safety and security than I am about how I feel? Right. And like if I was to die tomorrow, would I be uh, pleased with how I have lived my life? No, not about raising the kids. And it's nothing about that. It's just about, you know, if you, you, if you're in a job that you don't like and you're doing it because it's safe and secure and you've got a beautiful house and pays for the car and all that kind of stuff, are you happy? Mm -hmm. The one thing I learned in gerontology working with the elderly is that that question is, you know, what's the, what piece of advice do you have? I, I, I was getting my hair done a couple of years ago and I, this man is 106 years old. He's now passed. Wow. wow. 
and he came in to get his haircut. <laughs> Poor guy. He had like five pairs, you know, it was so cute. But it was his week, is a monthly outing or whatever it was. And, um, you know, and I said, what, what advice do you have for a 50 year old lady? Like, you know, he's a man living, he's double my age. And he just, he had not, you know, he just had a smile on his face and said, you know what? Don't regret doing the things that you're doing. Have no regret. And you have to love the people in your life and you have to love what you do. Mm-hmm. Otherwise stop doing it <laughs> because you'll die early. Mm-hmm. And, um, and a lot of people find that scary because it, when you ask yourself, what do you really want? And you hear a different answer than what you're currently doing or who you're currently with, right. you got to make a decision. And that's where people get scared because you're going to have to make a change. And nobody wants to make a change because we, we live a life of, basically everything's uncertain, right? But we want certainty. We want to control. And if we let go of the control mm-hmm. and really go after what we want, then the money's going to come. The people are going to come. Everything will happen. And you have to trust. I never trusted. I was just too busy being in control of my life, trying to make shit happen. And sometimes it's like, let go and let, let life happen, you know, for you, to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Oh. Thank you. Thank you. So how can people reach you? How can they get a hold of you? Yeah, well, I'm, now that I'm on every social media channel, I don't know what channels they are, what they're named, but contact me at hello at odettepeak.com. And it's hello at O-D-E-T-T-E-P-E-E-K.com. And let's have a conversation. I got a lot of great stuff on my website um, that you can download for free. I've got this really great guide called How Big Is Your Butt? learn the seven ways you sabotage your own success. Um, And a lot of people love that because it gets them really taking a look at what are the excuses and justifications that you're making that are stopping you from getting you getting what you want. Um, And then if you want, if you're serious about making a change, I'll have a conversation with you, but only if you're serious, because if you're not serious, there's a lot of free stuff that you can get until you're serious. And that's fine. I have people who call me literally have two people last, uh, last week call me from two years ago. They're like, we talked two years ago. <laughs> I'm like, great. It took you this long, but you got here. That's okay. Right. <laughs> and it's a journey for everybody, right? So totally. And you understand that. So it might not happen today and it might not happen period. But, you know, for those that are actually interested and serious yeah. about making yeah. change, yes, there's, you know, there's someone amazing right here that you can talk to and work with. And I've worked with Odette as well. And she's just absolutely fabulous, really dives deep into what you're doing, who you are, what you want, and really getting to the nitty gritty of, you know, your business and Mm -hmm. what you want to happen with that business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, always a great experience and great success afterwards. So thank you. Definitely. Well, I forgot, I forgot one thing. So this is me typical. Um, for those of you that are business owners and want to speak or want to learn how to, how to add speaking to, to your business, I do have a five day challenge that's coming on you. Thank you for sending that email out to your, to your list. Um, but it's a five day challenge. <laughs> funny, kind of a funny story. I was on a, on a networking online networking thing and you're supposed to give your elevator pitch. Right. So I mentioned this challenge, but prior to that, the guy that went before me, he goes, I don't do, I'm, you know, I'm going to tell you his name. Um, I'm doing, I have this program, blah, blah, blah. I don't do the wimpy five day challenge, (laughs) 
blah, blah, blah. So then I was next. I said, well, I do the wimpy five day challenge. <laughs> it's called the five day speaker challenge. Um, but I help you uncover what your soul story is, what the marketing message is, how to sell from the front of the room and how to, how to put your talk together. And there's going to be some live training as well on how to market yourself as a speaker. So all free and um, very, very powerful um, information. So it'll be, it'll be great. So once again, I don't know if I have a URL for that. I'm sure I do, but hello at Odette Pete can help you. There you go. <laughs> One stop shop. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys can get all the info. So I love that. <laughs> or you can reach out to me and I'll send yeah. it to you. Yeah, so. you got the link. Use Randy's link. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, it's really brutal. <laughs> so yeah, thank you so much, Odette, for sharing with us today. It's been such a pleasure to have you. Thank you. And we've been great friends. And I think I owe a lot to you for that opportunity. Remember a hundred years ago where it was like, Oh dad, we don't know you go jump up in front of the room in my events and speak. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> deer in a headlights. Like no one gives you that opportunity. And I'm like, I'm not losing that opportunity, but it totally changed. It did a lot of totally changed my business actually. So I owe, I owe a lot to, to Randy. So thank you. Oh, I love that and happy I can be part of that in any yeah. way, shape or form. That's awesome. So thank you. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for sharing with us. Please reach out to Odette. All the info to get her will be on the page. So you can uh, see that. I'll even put a link for her five day challenge if you're interested in being part of that because it'll really change your business. So thank totally. you, Odette. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this interview hosted by Randy Goodman. We hope you will take action and connect with the incredible business people and leaders in our community. And remember, Randy is always here to answer any questions you have regarding your real estate needs. Be sure to register on the website and stay up to date on what's happening in your area at parkbench.com slash millpond.